0: Hello ladies and gents, welcome to Dear World Love Delilah, the quotable podcast with me, Darcy Lee, a moment meant to motivate, inspire, and empower. And I am super glad that you're here. So if you're joining me because you need the occasional reminder of your pure badassery or innate awesomeness, if you need help silencing that inner critic, getting through a tough day, want to be a part of a community of people who are dedicated to suiting up and showing up fully for their lives or if you just want to be able to, at the end of it all say, I did all I wanted to do with this life, I put it all on the table, I lived this life as fully and authentically and courageously as I could, then welcome, because you, my friend, are in the right place. Every week I will come here with something fun, fantastic and authentic for you, whether it be amazing people some of whom you've heard of because they are amazing out loud, and some that you need to hear of because their remarkable gifts are too good to keep behind the curtain any longer. We may also discuss an incredible book or share a beautiful idea that will help you truly live the life that you want to live. Together we will meet, we will dream, we will learn, and we will laugh. Together we will take this life by the horns and we will live it until the living is done. So my fellow rock stars, are you ready for an adventure? Here's to the journey. I am really excited. Let's do this. Dear world, I'm sending you all the warmth and light. Love, Delilah. Love takes off the masks that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. James Baldwin. Hey, everybody. So, I want to start this episode out with a shout out to my friend and longtime brother in arms, Paul. I've known Paul in various capacities for maybe over a decade. We started an incredible journey in the same places but at different times. We share friends and mentors and even employment paths. It's actually super fun and cool. Um, It's just neat when we can pause sometimes and see how fun and creative the universe is. How it seems sometimes that the universe, God, however you choose or don't choose to look at the whole um, big spiritual picture, but it's awesome when we can pause sometimes and just see. Uh, sort of observe, even stand in awe of how the universe not only functions in this large, beautiful, energetic way, supporting us, encouraging us, uh, and even um, sometimes it seems like it goes out of its way to entertain us. (laughs) It's super cool. But anyway, I just want to give a shout out to Paul because not only does Watching him just really live this life with joy, gratitude, and intention uh, inspire me because I met Paul at what was probably one of the most um, difficult times of his life, one of the worst, and I knew him still during some of the others, and I've also had the opportunity to watch him create for himself some of the best times, the best times, the most rewarding and fulfilling that is so much the beauty of long lasting relationships and even in their various levels of depth. So a while ago, a week or two, I ran into Paul. Um, that day the universe had already been being quite gracious. Um, I had had a rough few weeks. I was really struggling with some fear some doubt, some ego, and some more fear. (laughs) You know, Now I recognize it as part of my personal growth cycle, and I knew logically, rationally, that the time would pass, Um, but it's still hard when you're in the middle of it, you know, and it's just freaking exhausting. (laughs) Life, am I right? Um, Anyway, that particular day, day though, I had started sort of coming out of it, noticing the little ways in which the universe and even my higher self were trying to throw me a bone. I I had received great news and graciousness from one of my oldest friends. The barista at Starbucks totally bought me a latte because she remembered me from an event that I had spoken at. Um, and she talked with me about it and told me about the impact it had on her and she bought me a latte. Like how cool and kind is that? There's something so awesome about being bought a cup of coffee. (laughs) And then, then I ran into Paul and I hadn't seen him for a few months. Sometimes our career paths, um, they cross, which is a lovely thing in of itself, but it had been a while since we'd seen each other. And, uh, Anyway, he let me cross the street in front of him, and I had seen sort of a waving hand in the windshield of this truck, obviously being driven by a considerate rock star, (laughs) but I didn't realize that he was the considerate rock star until he opened his door at the red light and hollered at me. Now, while a majority of my listeners don't know who Paul is, a few of you do, and You, those who do know him, know how his energy and smile can just feel like a long ass, warm and comforting hug, more so than his actual hugs. (laughs) Not, I mean, not that his hugs are bad. (laughs) That just says a lot about his energy and his smile. So I'm lucky, actually, that I was already on a sidewalk when he yelled at me or I probably would have stopped in the middle of the street and been over distracted by this big, friendly smile hug. (laughs) Uh, And then not only did I have the pleasure of just running into him, but he said something that had me smiling for hours afterward. He said, hey, Darcy, I love your podcast. Maggie and I are listening to it. She said a fourth one just came out. We're going to listen to it later. Oh, hey, Darcy. I love your podcast. We're listening to it. A fourth one just came out and we're going to listen to it later. I could have cried. Yes. Yes. I know. I cry a lot. I know. I've been thinking a lot lately about that, about how often I say it's not that I cry a lot after sharing about a moment that brought me to tears, right? or at least to that that welling at the rim of the eyes that would turn into tears um, with just a single, like, one too many warm fuzzies. Um, about how many times have I already said it on here, on this podcast? This, this podcast is only three weeks old, or to my mom or to my husband. How many times have I said, I almost cried, or it made me cry, and I realized that I say... Every time I say, it's not that I cry that much, it's in reference to a recent cry, (laughs) making it evident that I do kind of cry a lot. It sounds bad, maybe, because even if they aren't all sad tears, uh, there's a lot of stigma still surrounding crying. I feel like sometimes happy crying is looked at as negatively, too, but ultimately, I think I've said it before. Um, I have really started embracing it. And happy tears are just awesome. They're still uncomfortable, honestly, but awesome too. And anyway, I became so full in that moment. when he said, hey, Darcy, I love your podcast. <sighs> I became so full in that moment. I mean, how cool is that? And that's the thing what I realized in that moment because I was surprised in that moment. His words surprised me because he didn't have to listen and he certainly didn't have to tell me he was listening. You know, none of you who are listening have to listen. You don't have to hang out with me. You don't have to come to my party when there are definitely other parties going on, (laughs) but you're here. You're here with me and that thought that feeling. It is just amazing, it is humbling and exciting, and well, it makes me want to cry. (laughs) So thank you, and thank you Paul and Maggie, because until you said that, um, I thought the only people listening were my mom and my dad and my husband. And I'm not really sure that they're still listening, (laughs) so anyone else listening, thank you, really, and I hope that it's helping. So, with that said, and for those of you for whom this might be your first episode, maybe now, this year, 2018, or maybe in three years, you're listening to this for the first time. Either way, welcome. Um, I'm really glad that you're joining us. We are starting a movement. Me, my team, my listeners, and now you. A movement. A movement of hope and self-love. A movement in personal growth and self-awareness. A movement in joy and confidence and laughter and healing. It is a small movement, but you are proof that it's growing. It is a quiet movement, but its volume is increasing. It is a seemingly subtle movement, but it is in its essence bold because choosing to grow is bold. Choosing to be vulnerable. That is bold. Choosing to work today toward a better tomorrow from the inside out. That is bold. So for you who are just now joining the movement, Welcome. I'm really glad you found us. And for you who have been hanging out with me from the beginning or maybe from an episode or two before this one, thank you. Because I honestly can't tell you how good it feels to have your support. Mm. Okay. So the quote, love takes off the masks that we fear we cannot live without. And we know, We cannot live within. James Baldwin. So I shared in the first episode that originally when I started um, kind of conceptualizing this, when I decided to start doing what I've been doing, it was with this idea that Delilah XO would kind of be a whole persona a whole person in her own right, and also sort of an alias. My blog, um, its its intro would be anonymous, and it would be Delilah, right? I shared a little bit about what Delilah represents to me in the first episode, too, I think. Um, beside being my wonderful 11-year-old puppy dog, whom I found wandering the streets at seven weeks old in 2006, and he really helped to save me from myself. Uh, The concept of Delilah, to me, is also sort of this beautiful, strong, gifted and wise collection of people who took time to help me become the person I am and am becoming. Um, To help me be or to continue to work toward the best version of myself, to help me see my beauty, my strength, my gifts, Um, and even to help me see my personal wisdom and to help me see and understand what living those things out in my journey might look like. So Delilah is the collection of every author of every book I've ever read, (laughs) every conversation with every person from whom or through whom I came to understand something that I didn't understand even moments before. Uh, Delilah is every person who modeled knowingly or unknowingly, uh, who modeled generosity, compassion, and patience in their daily walk whether it be the stranger who held a door for me or the one who gave me change for the parking meter like two weeks ago. Uh, Seriously, someone gave me a dollar to put in the parking meter just because they were kind. Um, Or someone who complimented my hair, not knowing even that I was feeling really self-conscious about it that day. You know, Delilah is every person who reminded me Um, and who reminds me still through their hurtful words or violent actions that this world still needs healing and that I still have a job to do. And then Delilah is ultimately every person who helped or guided those people who then later helped and guided me. And then the people that came before those people, and then the ones who came before them. So originally, I was not even gonna attach my name or face to this project at all. I was going to wear a red wig and do makeup every time I took a picture. Uh, I was never going to give my name. I was going to come here behind a mask so that you would see Delilah and not Darcy. I realized also that it would make me feel safer Um, that I would not need to be seen by you either, (laughs) that that I could say what I wanted, what I needed without fear of judgment. What if you didn't like it? You know, what if you thought it was crap? Um, what if you, I don't know, um, but then you wouldn't know it was me and it wouldn't hurt so much. You wouldn't know it was my crap. You would just know that it was someone's crap. (laughs) Kind of silly, actually, when I think about it, that's kind of where I was. Uh, but that changed, you know, if, if you haven't listened to episode three yet with Aisha Ophelia, the girlfriend manifesto, I hope that you will not only because Aisha is fun and fresh and wild, which made for an incredible interview, but also because she played a large part in me putting the mask away. What's funny is that I didn't even realize it. So when I first thought about doing this, it started with a blog, Dear Delilah XO. I would create a space where people could write in with questions and struggles. Uh, I think I've talked about this too. I'm not sure. But like a Dear Abby for the 21st century, right? Dear Abby 2.0. Anyway, when I told Aisha about it, the first thing that she said is, you should do that. It sounds amazing. And then the second thing she says, she said was, but why are you doing it anonymously? you know and i told her you know i gave her this reason and that one and and while she did not push me i could tell i could tell that she knew something that i didn't yet or that she knew something i was pretending not to know that i was scared right i was scared to be seen i was scared to put myself out there afraid to use my voice because what if it cracked what if it cracked or what if i sang out of tune what if i said the wrong thing Or what if I said the right thing and you would expect me to say more right things, (laughs) right? Isn't that funny and interesting and true that we are just as afraid of getting it right as we are of getting it wrong, that we are just as afraid of success, maybe more afraid of success than we are of failure. But Aisha knew that. And as she shared in her interview, she likes calling people out pushing up against their edges. All she did was ask me why I was going to do it anonymously just once. And she was calling me out. She was pushing up against my edges. And I didn't know it at the time, but the question stuck with me. It rubbed up against me, the question and also the answer, the answer that I was pretending not to know. So with enough rubbing, (laughs) I decided not to go anonymous. I decided to um, sort of soar or to crash as me, Darcy Lee, with Delilah uh, instead of as Delilah. And so it unfolds. And unfolding, which it is for all of us, right? Um, And unfolding all of it, life, love, learning, growing, and, and unfolding and I thought that maybe I could share a tiny bit about mine today if you are up for that some of my unfolding I mean I listen to a lot of podcasts and every now and then sometimes intentionally sometimes in a slip or a misstep um, they let out a little bit more about them and I love that I love it because it's like a peek behind the curtain a lifting of the mask and I think, I think that we all wear masks, right? Even if we use our real name or show pics of our real life and our real homes and family, sometimes it's still a part of the mask. And that's not a terrible thing. Masks. Masks are not terrible things. Masks can be fun and safe and mysterious and comfortable. Masks can give us courage. And sometimes they're necessary to keep us protected. And sometimes we need to be protected, right? But sometimes, sometimes masks get in the way um, of all the good stuff. Sometimes they get in the way, they hide us when we need to be seen or when others need to see us. Uh, They protect us when what we really need, what the world needs, is our vulnerability and our courage. Um, Sometimes masks shield us when we need to be exposed. They keep us hiding, yelling, never mind, you know, never mind the man behind the curtain. (laughs) There's nothing to see here, folks, Uh, when really there is something to see. There is something to see. Even if it is that we are not perfect because no one is, or even if it is simply that we are not necessarily what or who people have thought we were, or that the world is not what people think it is sometimes. I don't know. But basically, as I sat down to start recording this, the thought came to me that I need to maybe share a little more about myself, give you an idea of who is talking to you through the mic, who is walking with you or riding in the car with you to work, um, who thinks about you even though we may have never met, um, or who you have met but of whom you have only seen certain parts or aspects. I want to give you kind of an idea of who's rooting for you, who is cheering you on, and who is so so grateful for you and and the part that you play in this world and it's unfolding, uh, in the unfolding of lives of the people around you. So yeah, I think you're amazing. And I thought you could do with that whatever you want, um, but that offering you a little bit of context may help you decide. Hmm. Okay. so see where to begin. Well, I was born (laughs) a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. (laughs) No, I'm not an alien. Um, But, but ironically, I spent a long time feeling like I was. There were many a day when I was surprised every time I looked in the mirror to find that I was not indeed a little green man. (laughs) So no, I was not born in a galaxy far, far away. Um, but depending on who you ask, it was absolutely a long, long time ago. Um, yeah. So I am a woman and I am a little girl. Ah, I was told my whole life that I'm an old soul, which I think is part of why I'm here. Part of why I've felt since I was about nine years old that I had something to give, to offer about real stuff and to real people with real problems and who maybe don't know that they are their own very real solution. I think that I have known for a long time that I was here to teach. In 10th grade, I chose the path of education and I continued on that path until I was just junior in college the first time around. Yeah, I was not like a first time college goer. <laughs> And that doesn't mean I have, like, all these degrees. It means that it took me a few tries to get my first. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about why. Um, But I knew I wanted to translate. First, I thought it was to translate a curriculum to elementary schoolers. Right? And as I got older, so did the grade level of those that I wanted to teach. Then well into addiction but really sort of unaware um, of that kind of being where i was i dropped out of school and went back home i was only home for a semester and i didn't know that that my struggles didn't just need a little break they needed a new path and so i went back to school and then i dropped out again (laughs) spiraling further and further into the grips of addiction Um, Essentially, it would be 12 years, a lot of tears, not the happy ones that I talk about and know more about now, uh, but a lot of tears, fear, heartache, loneliness, um, confusion, grief, anger, and self-destruction before I came to earn the degree that I started toward when I was 15 years old. Um, And then it wasn't even in traditional education anymore. Uh, I became a substance abuse counselor. So I was still a teacher. But instead of teaching math or English, I started to teach how to give and how to receive. I started to teach how to forgive and how to ask for forgiveness, how to lean into your suffering and how to push through to healing. Uh, I started to teach... People have to strive toward their best while accepting and loving uh, who they were at their worst. And I loved it. I love it still, being this kind of teacher. Um, I'm no longer in the substance abuse field. Uh, I do kind of, I have a personal practice. I do personal coaching and I'm working on some online courses for mindfulness. Um... So instead of guiding students through final exams, I guide them through their darkness into their own light, from fear and doubt into their own strengths and abilities, and through a sort of forgetfulness into a place of remembering. And it is such a wonderful thing that I get this privilege. All right. So what else? Uh, this is harder than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I'm a little bit uncomfortable. I I am. And I'm a little bit afraid. Um, but I'm here. I've started this. So I'm going to keep going. Uh, let's see. I used to write a lot of poetry and I used to write what I called sort of poetic prose, um, which was kind of short stories. From poems. I don't know. It was like a poetic verse to a short story. Uh, And I, for a short time, I tried my hand, even at open mic poetry readings, which was actually really fun. But I trembled and my voice shook. And uh, yeah, wow, I was just hit with like this wave of nostalgia. It was really um, a defining. Uh, and less heavy part of my life. <laughs> anyway, one of the first poems of mine that I ventured to read aloud began with, I am. So it was, it was sort of this, it was me talking about me, um, but in a kind of, I define me kind of way. And so it started with, I don't remember the whole poem, but it started with, I am caffeinated coffee, light and sweet. A little bitter when we first meet, but as I warm up to you and you drink me in, we find the middle ground. Ha! (laughs) so dramatic. (laughs) But I've always been trying since I was a little girl. Like I've tried to reconcile what I felt were my own contradictions. I've always felt either or. I never felt both of anything, if that makes any sense. Um, so the drama was real. (laughs) I just, I felt like I was trying to kind of reconcile my race, um, my background, my heritage. I always wondered of which I was more, black or white, like my blackness and my whiteness were at war. And I remember when I wrote that poem, it's like I was trying to convince the world that I was both. And that it was beautiful to be both and acceptable to be both. That I was beautiful and acceptable and fucking yummy, (laughs) right? (sighs) Yummy. Like I am caffeinated coffee, light and sweet. I need to feel like both was a good thing because I didn't. And really, even when I wrote that, I didn't. Um, And then... Of course, as you might have gathered, as you may already know, what it took me decades to realize um, is that I was trying to convince me and that it didn't matter what I said to the world if I wasn't in a place to listen and to believe. Um, I pride myself in being a fast learner, but I guess that's not like my whole truth. (laughs) It's not true in every way or in every area. Um, and there was more reconciling, there were more contradictions, reconciling between my light, uh, that people would tell me filled the room and the darkness that I felt like filled my heart. Um, I was sort of a bit wholesome and naive and trusting, and it made people want to protect me because they liked what they saw of themselves, um, in, in the reflection of my eyes. But I was also an alcoholic and a drug addict, too, from about the time that I was 13 years old. So I could not have been that that innocent. (laughs) I cussed like a sailor. uh, And I've always had a strong right cross. I did not know how to be both vulnerable and strong. So I would constantly go back and forth between being a victim and then being the culprit. You know, again, um, I just really struggled with both. Uh, I am an outcast and I am a chameleon. I am, I'm Molly Ringwald and I'm Judd Nelson. <laughs> and if you don't get the reference, go watch The Breakfast Club, please. Or you could even technically get away with watching the first Pitch Perfect. I would settle for that. <laughs> um, I am a teacher and I am a student. I am a superhero and I have been a villain. I am a lamppost, a lighthouse, uh, and I am also the burnt-out bulb. I am the boat, the sea, and the siren. I am smart, and there is so much I don't know. I am accepting, and I am judgmental as hell. Yeah, ah, I am strong, and I can't do a single pull-up. <laughs> I am slender and I'm overweight. I'm tall for a woman and I'm short compared to my husband. I am the writer and I am the tablet. My eyes are green and brown. My teeth are straight, but I have a gap. They are white, but some of them are yellow for when I used to smoke. I'm athletic and my bones and joints creak like I'm 80. And I love to travel, but I'm also a homebody. I love to write, and I focus on the imperfections of my penmanship. Like, just last week, I changed my A's. Like, I decided I didn't like my A's, and I changed them. Um, I am happily married, and when I'm being really honest, sometimes I miss being single. I'm attracted to men, and I'm attracted to women, too. I am capable of so much, and sometimes I'm barely making it. I'm rich and just barely scraping by. I am smart and I am clueless. I am whole, complete, and I am a work in progress. I am unique and I am a lot like you. Dirt and stardust, desert and sea, we're not so different. So that is who you are listening to. That is who you have chosen to turn into every time you hit play um, by that picture of me on your podcast app or on the link on my website. What I hope you know, what I hope that you understand is that you and I, even in our differences, We are the same. Anything I can do, you can do. Any mistake you make, I can make too. If I succeed, you can succeed. To any negative bullshit you believe about yourself, I am also susceptible. You know, it's, ah, we are not so different. You know, I hope that by listening to me, Listening to the love and light and wisdom I've had the privilege of sharing because of those who share it with me, I hope that my voice helps you find yours. I hope that the tiny bits of courage others have helped me muster help you to be brave. I hope that getting a better idea of who I am helps you feel better about who you are, about what you can do, about how ridiculously special your place is in this world, no matter how imperfect or unworthy you feel at times. Mm -hmm. The quote. The quote with which I started this episode, there's actually more to it, and it is this. Love takes off the mask that we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. I use love here, not merely in the personal sense, but as a state of being or a state of grace, not in the infantile American sense of being made happy, but in the tough universal sense of quest and daring growth. And that is the rest of the quote. We are connected in love. We are connected because we are all made of the same stuff. We all came from the same place. Whatever your beliefs are in a higher power in God and creation and evolution, whatever, we are all connected. We all came from the same place. We are all trying to figure out what the hell we are doing in this world and we are lost, and we are exactly where we're supposed to be. We are not contradictions to be reconciled. We are complex spiritual beings, and we are having a human experience. We wear masks, and we are our authentic selves. We are connected in the universal sense of quest and daring and growth. Hmm. (sighs) all right friends here is where we will end this episode of dear world love delilah thank you so so much for being here i will say it today and i will say it every single episode you are the reason i do this and you are the reason that i get to do this i am having so much fun here and i'm really really grateful to be able to spend this time with you seriously thank you for this For all the love that you give me between episodes each week, the emails, the Facebook messages, the love that you give me on social media, and the reviews that you leave on iTunes. You guys are rock stars, and I am just super happy that I get to be in the band. So with that, if you did like this episode, if you feel like it had bits of juicy, yummy goodness that can help someone you know or someone you care about, then I hope you will take a moment to share it on Facebook or on Instagram. And then, maybe even take another moment to leave a review on iTunes. All that stuff makes a huge difference in what I'm able to offer you from week to week, and it really only takes seconds, literally seconds, to do this from your phone or tablet right now. So please, just remember, sharing is caring. (laughs) Also, if you haven't gotten your hands on my free 15-page ebook that can help you take some really small steps to making some big, awesome changes in your life, then you need to go get that. It is free. It's fun, and it is found at darcylee.com. Plus, I am developing my new fancy online coaching subscription called Mini Blueprint to Being, and it's only going to be—wait for it—six dollars a month. Let that sink in for a second. We're talking about the price of a Little Caesars extra most Bested pizza with all of its yummy goodness and convenience, but without any of the feeling you feel when you've had too much of it. And the first month is gonna be on me. So basically, I'm gonna be giving you killer tips, tricks, resources, and support as you embark on a personalized journey of self-love, personal growth, and improving how you feel about who you are and the life you're living. And I'm also pretty much buying you a pizza. (laughs) I mean, how can it get much better than that? With the mini Blueprint to Being subscription, you'll get a ton of treats, monthly reflections, and goal inspiration. You'll get writing prompts, mini podcasts, videos, great information and resources on the topic of the month, as well as coupons on cool life love and self-care goodies. You'll also get rockstar swag, like a legit personalized care package from yours truly. And discounted access to one of many of my upcoming programs and courses. Yeah, so all of that for only $6 a month after you get the first month on me. And of course, you can cancel anytime you want, but you won't want to because it's going to be epic. Just saying, I promise. If you want to know more about it, or if you have any specific topics or struggles you would like to see addressed in the subscription, you can stay tuned, or you can even shoot me an email at hello at DarcyLee.com. Anywho, before signing off, I want to give a special thanks to my badass executive producer, Wayne Renbure, without whom I'd be lost, and I want to thank you one more time for being here. I truly hope that you've got something that you needed, and I cannot wait to be here with you again next week. So, with that, dear world, I am sending so many hugs and kisses. Love, Delilah.